Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 159. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hello, folks. Welcome to the show. We have a new friend on the table this week. His name is Kirby. Kirby. Talking about the frog? Yeah. No, this is not a new friend. He, he's an old friend. And I, I don't know if I can truly call him a friend of mine, because I don't like frogs. But he's here. Don't know how he got there. I feel like Bethany may have gave it to us. I didn't. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Allie, back in the day. Like, why would she give us a frog? Oh, because of your hatred of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it was discussed in like one of the first few episodes. So she sent us a little habitat for him, and came with the frog. So now we have Tom here. He's now part of the habitat. Um, it's his natural habitat. Rocks. Mm-hmm. I, I got nothing. I got nothing to say. Welcome to Real Talk. <laughs> what is it? Chance to talk about life, God, the Bible, what's going on in the world, and everything in between. Somewhere in the description of this video and/or podcast, you will see a link: www.theremnant.life/real-talk. The real in that is R-E-A-L, like the show. I don't know why I need to tell you that. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> and if you click it, go down to submit a question, follow the prompts. You'll be able to enter a question, comment, link. To something that you maybe have always felt uncomfortable to ask at church. A lot of times people buy into that Christianese culture of like, well, I'm not allowed to ask questions. I should know it already. And, um, you know, this this gives you a chance to do that and ask it without feeling that way. It's completely anonymous. We don't see your name. We don't see where you're from. We don't see anything. We just see the question or link or whatever. So uh, that's it. And then we also kind of, uh, not kind of, we do. We go over real news stories. Stuff that's going on and give you a slant from young guys that love Jesus and love you and are living in the same world as you. Because we believe that in the absence of answers, the world's going to give it to you. So, hey, we're willing to go there. That's it. Heck yeah, man. I like that. We are in the same world as you. <laughs> yeah, man. We, uh, fun fact, we do live in the same reality as all of you. <laughs> We, we are in reality. With. That's right, man. We have not discovered the portal to the next universe yet. Well, unless you talk about there. the Mandela effect. Yeah, it's true. You man. could be a different agent. At, you or know I could be I've, a different Todd. There has been Remember claims. This? this is the cover of the table, Oh, yes. The old one. Yes. The old one we thought was ridged it or was. smooth. I think it was, it was smooth. Or, anyway, long story. <laughs> the Mandela effect. If you want to know about that, ask us. But you can Google it. Yep, interesting, interesting little theory. For instance, is it Berenstein Bears or is it Berenstain Bears? Which is the actual mm. correct saying and spelling? Well, here's a little fact for you. Go ahead. Dun, dun, dun. How'd you, do you even, have you even heard of them growing up? And how did you remember it genuinely? Berenstein. Berenstein. Berenstein here too. Guess what? It's Berenstein. That's the actual uh, spelling. That doesn't make a, sense. There was another one. Was oh, what was it? Was it uh, Waldo? Yeah. Uh, you, about Wasn't there like two <gasps> different versions of him or something that people like were like? I thought it was even the name. It might have been. Anyway, the idea is, I was gonna say we're not gonna talk about. It. Anyway, there's an interesting theory about this. You got us into that. So by us, I mean we, and, and by us, I mean me. So I did all of that. So getting back to it, uh, we have went through our intro here. Yeah, point man. one with our Roman numeral because we're fancy. We'll go on to point two. Yeah, man. I've welcomed, I've explained, given the link. Hey, man, any news in your life? 
Anything going on? If not, we'll move on. That's just how it is. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> Talk about your life or get the frick out. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. That's probably trademarked. We own the rights of that jingle. <laughs> I love this episode. I would say, you know, I know kind of, you know, we came on last week and talked about quite a bit. So, yeah, um, just did. probably, I would say it's probably just a general, con- you know, continuation of just that process. I know I had a cool Sunday was cool. Um, you know, I know you've been talking a lot about choosing joy, you know, and I just kind of, you know, I got, I try to get my mind right the night before, like, like going to bed, like, Hey, like, you know, tomorrow I have an opportunity, you know, I get to try to love people and. So I think it really changed my attitude in general and, like, how, you know, I was approaching people and, like, you know, saying, hey, how you doing? And just making small talk and people noticed it. And it was just really cool because, you know, I was able to choose joy and love people. And, like, it wasn't just, like, your typical, like, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm trying to get out of this conversation. Like, I actually gave people, like, some time of my day. And it it changed the way – it changed the atmosphere a little bit. Whether, you know, it was for others or and even for me, I thought, you know, Sunday was a really cool day. So that's probably the biggest one was just I was able to choose joy like you've been talking about. And it was just I saw the difference, which was really cool. So it is cool, man. Um, <clears throat> and it's cool because it also shows like I was able to see that in, in the midst of, you know, a hard time in life, you can still be joyful. So I think a lot of time we can just we we can just say that, and then when hard times come, we're not joyful. Um, but you know, I was able to do that. You know, and so like you know, it's it's one of those things where. What was where, the key to that for you? I would say the key to it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know. Hey, what was the key to it? <laughs> What was, the, what was the key to that? Uh, I, I would say the biggest one, man, was just trust. Like, trusting that God is, like, what God says is real, it's, and it's, it's true. So, you know, if God can tell me, hey, you know, you know, you can choose joy, then I can do it, you know. And, and I had made up my mind. I think a lot of time we don't really, we don't make a choice. To, like, we don't make a choice. So, like, for me, I made that choice. I made the choice to go, you know what, let's do this. A lot of the time, if I'll use myself, like there's been times where I can have that idea, but I don't make the choice to live in that idea. Instead, I go, well, that's a possibility. Yeah, maybe I could do that. You know, like the difference was I was like, I'm going to do this. And I did it, you know, so which was kind of convicting for other parts of my life where I just kind of go, well, maybe I could like, you know, just passive and not like, you know, boldly choose to do it, you know. So I just poked myself in the eye. It was so bad. Um, but, yeah, that was part of the key, was actually, like, seeing that God said, hey, like, I trusted what God has said I can do, and I made the I, – I boldly chose to do it, you know. That was part of the key difference between all the other times where I, I didn't do it when I, when I could have. Hmm. So pretty cool. Yeah, man. I would say that though that's probably the, the the biggest update and it's yeah, it's cool. That's awesome, man, for real. I'm glad. How about you? I mean that. Uh <laughs> I do I mean it. No, man, I guess I'll give everybody an update on the weight loss journey. It's been Thank disastrous. <laughs> so I lost ten pounds and I'm a 
no one is going to believe me because even when I even know this, Todd, it's impossible to gain weight if you are in a caloric def- um, deficit, meaning you are burning or consuming, like are burning more calories than you take in and or consuming less calories than you burn, right? Oh. Um, you know they all heard you go, oh. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Pop my elbow. Yeah, we all saw it, you freak. By the way, why does no one get on this guy about him not paying attention? Me, they're always like, Todd, you're never paying attention to AJ. You're picking yourself, you know, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I'm over here like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic thing, man. Um, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, you distracted me with your elbow popping. My bad, uh, man. I'm still doing stuff, so that's been sad. Dude, you, I'm a squirrel, man. You, I'm done now. I'm literally off train of thought. <laughs> I remember the last thing you said, if it'll help you. It doesn't. Long story short, I don't really have any news. Life is is what it is, man. So I'm very excited about life. Fun turn, you got anything? Oh, I'm so tired. Nothing too crazy, just uh, one. uh, I guess, what's the way to say it? Um, Learning how to communicate as a human being is hard, Um, which is a thing that I am trying to do. Um, ADHD is an interesting thing to learn to communicate with, which has been a struggle for the past few weeks. Um, but besides that, I would say yesterday I got into a very pretty much pretty discouraged place, ended up going to the local taco shop, um, had a great conversation with somebody there and and she was going through a hard time. That wasn't the part that encouraged me. It was, there was just some, just how real she was and just everything that happened and like, even her life story, like, it was super encouraging. And it was also the most unlikely person that I thought would encourage me that day. A hundred percent came out of nowhere, which is how God works. He goes, nah. and I'm going to make you, I'm going to remind you who I am, and I'm also going to make it so you know it was me hmm. and that I had a hand in this because otherwise you're just going to be like, oh, well, it was me. I, I did all this. Or we get trapped in our own arrogance in some ways. So I, I guess that w- that's been a big thing. That I, I've, I guess the whole like little journey with getting discouraged and like that, it's almost recently it's been more of a strange paralyzation, but also at the same time, like I haven't, besides yesterday, I've, I've been in a pretty good, decent place and I'm pretty thankful for that, I guess at the end (laughs) of the day. And there's some, there's hard times ahead, I know, and there are things that I have to do to prove myself and different aspects of my life, but I think that's part of the journey, and I think at the end of the day, with whether you've been lackluster in your job or lackluster in other places, like you have to be willing to take that and bear your cross in that and, and move forward and, and prove that you care and that you're going to do a good job. Because if you don't, then it's right. What The consequences of what – I realize I'm being mysterious, but if you're not doing your job and you're not doing that way, just like what we're supposed to work, like we're working for the Lord all the time. Guess what? If you have a consequence in that and you lose your job or you lose an opportunity or you lose something like that, it's justified because you didn't show any fruit. You didn't show anything that Mm. you were trying to do. And if you're not willing to put the effort forward and you're not willing to put the time and sacrifice and do those things, then guess what? It's time for you to get out of the way and move on. You're, You're poisoning whatever you're at. I hate to say that. I think that's the truth at the end of the day. And that's hard to say because... I'm saying it mostly to myself. If I, if I don't improve, whether it's at my local taco shop, whether it's here, whether it's uh, on Sunday mornings, if I don't, if if I'm not improving where I am, then what am I doing? Is that is yeah. that's that's not one being 
good, a good steward of any gift I've been given ever. It's not being joyful. It's not living out of what I know, living out of the victory I know I have, and it's not following Christ in a lot of ways. It's me sitting over there in the corner going, oh, this is all so terrible, and that's not okay. That's, that's honestly, that's pointless, and it, it, it's convicting to me. Um, and that's mostly talking to myself. So I guess it's, and even though I say those words, a lot of it is time to buck up or shut up in a lot of different aspects of my life. Like, okay, it's time to show people. You don't have a time to talk anymore. Um, so that's been very interesting. It's also in, almost, it frees me in a way. Like I've noticed that too, like there's less of a weight, like I don't have to convince anybody. I just have to go, I have to accept the fact that whatever I put out is, whatever I put out will have a direct reaction and hopefully it'll have the desired effect. Sorry, I got super distracted. Something popped up on the screen real fast. I almost no one would have lost known. my thing. <laughs> I thought uh, it was very obvious. I think, I, you know, I don't know, man. I, sometimes I feel like this show is both a blessing and a curse for us individually because you ever wonder if we put a highlight film on how many times, let's say, you talked about, each of us talked about the same thing hmm. never grew from it. And then yet we're telling people they can have freedom and growth and all these things, but like it doesn't seem to show itself in our lives. <laughs> so like I, I believe you. I've talked to you off air, so I know everything you're saying is true, but I also know that we've said similar things. This is that's, it. Yeah, that's convicting actually. Yeah. Um, I think there's a positive in that, is that, you know, it, it, it shows that everything is not as simple sometimes as even recognizing it. That's like you kind of said, you said output, but I think it's sort of the idea, the same idea is one step in front of the other, and you've got to stack up those small victories sometimes in order to get past something. Um, but it's another thought I've had lately of, of, so a lot of, we talk about on Real Talk, the whole idea of this show originally was to get people to be real about their struggles and their growth and stuff, right? Because a lot of, I think, church culture doesn't do that. We kind of, we're sort of spoiled here at our church. Definitely. But what I've realized is, is that at our church, maybe... I'm just saying maybe, and maybe other places that do speak real, is like the act of seeing it becomes all that we do. And this is for me too, meaning like, okay, I'll talk about this because I can admit that I have this issue, but I won't make any effort to actually change it. And talking about it is real and should be enough. This is not me criticizing you. It made me think about myself even, right? Whether that's joy, because I've talked about that a lot, and only up until lately have I really been doing that. It's kind of like almost like the half acceptance of like, well, most people don't even do this, so what I'm doing here is good enough. Yeah, but I don't think people consciously think that. But it's almost right. like a human nature. We go into the, the minimum. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it, but I still won't do it. And I think, you know, a real discussion that can be had sometimes, sometime, whether it's with us on the show or with other people, is what you... I've been fascinated... Fascinated. That's a good word. Fascinated lately by the idea of... Uh, and I say that a lot, but it's true. You guys know me. I get fascinated by things. And I start thinking about it. But it's we're not honest with ourselves a lot of times. I don't know about you guys, but we're not honest with what's really hindering us. Hmm. So when I look at the Bible, right? So let's say it's joy for me, okay? Yeah. I use myself and not yours. For a long time, what's joy? Well, first of all, I just talked. I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but let's use this as an idea. I've been sad, whatever, upset. <clears throat> And we've talked about it, and, and I look at Scripture, and let's just look at the fruits of the Spirit and the works of the flesh, just in Galatians. I could literally just look in that section. Mm-hmm. Well, that's super convicting. So, you know, I could pull that open right now. <clears throat> and 
let's use that as an example. Someone who says, you know what? I'm always struggling with depression. Okay. By the way, depression is a real thing. Sometimes it's literally a chemical thing. Sometimes yeah. just, it's a period of our life. This isn't me saying that everything of depression, every instance is this, but let's just look at this, okay? So Paul says here in Galatians, I'm sorry, yeah, 5, verse 16, he says, I say then walk by this, oh, before that he says, for your call to freedom, brothers, and only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love, blah, blah, blah. and then he goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> verse 16, I say then walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh, for the flesh desires what's against the spirit and the spirit desires what's against the flesh. They are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, that means like uh, disagreements, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar about which I tell you in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But mm. the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control against such thing. There is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. Hmm. Well, big section. Yeah. I think it was good to read. But let's say, joy. I say myself, you know, okay, I wasn't joyful, and also I was angry, and I was... Um, at hatred, maybe, right? Jesus defines hatred as if you have anger in your heart towards your brother, you've committed it. So yeah. my point is, here's the facts, man. I can go to verse 16, and I start there and say, have I been walking by the Spirit? Because if I am, I wouldn't carry out the works of the flesh. If the fruits of the Spirit are joy. So a lot of times I feel like sort of my whole point to wrap this around is I'm just really fascinated by, man, are we honest with ourselves? You know, let's look at guys. I know a lot of guys, you know, I'm friends with how many times are they in deep pornography and then wonder why they're miserable, but don't connect the two? So they'll try everything else in the world except killing that pornography. Hmm. That's facts. Yeah. Right? I mean, they'll try everything. They'll read every book. They'll pray. They'll go around, and God's like, hey, just this one splinter. Take this splinter out, and you'll feel better. Uh, maybe it's, you know, it could be a hundred other things. Um, you're not reading the word. You know, you're not helping the fruit grow. It's not always works. I don't know. And then you bring that to sort of like down level, right? Or I, uh, how do I put this? I don't know. Earthly level here if we talk about not just joy. Maybe it's something like, I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Pray for me. I don't have any money. And it's like, okay, we'll do that. Sometimes there's situations that happen that aren't our fault, but sometimes like, are we really looking at our lives ever? I think or do we, do we, huh? And facing the reality of Yeah, man, because like, you have, we have to, I don't know. I just, I think... I wonder sometimes if we stop short, if we think recognizing the problem is the same thing as dealing with it. That's really good, man. And I don't think that it is. And I see that a lot, right? There's the two extremes. Now, I still think that's better than pretending there's nothing, right? Because <laughs> at least you're acknowledging it, right? It's kind of like the people who pretend there's, we use the analogy of, hey, my leg hurts. And we're like, there is a knife in your leg. And they're like, no, they're not. And they're like, you are insane. To then the person who's like, there's a knife in my leg. I think if I study the knife enough, I'll learn how to someday be able to function with a knife in my leg. Or maybe I can do this. And it's like, mm -hmm. you could just pull it out. <laughs> yeah. But that's still better than not acknowledging anything. And I'm not saying, Clint, hear me, trust me. Clearly everyone says, I'm, you know, I would tell you. I'm not saying using, I'm using all of our stories because yeah. I thought I actually started with myself because when I started thinking about updating people, sometimes I feel like I don't want to say it. Now, <laughs> I probably lost a lot of people. I'll say two things. I love it because I also think there's times that people are 
walking it out and they are trying to figure it out and God is revealing and it's just, it takes, sometimes it takes time. You don't get the splinter out the first scratch, right? Sometimes it takes a little bit of work to get it out. But sometimes I wonder if we just don't want to do what we're being told. Maybe the simple thing. Let's use an example of pornography with guys. Again, could be, by the way, a lot more women. If you're out there and you're a woman, you're like, oh my gosh, he says guys, but I look at pornography too. Listen, pornography is incredibly dangerous and deadly. I'm not making light of it. It is terrible for you, okay? The world's catching up to us in that. They're admitting the effects it has on our brain. It rewires our brains. Kids are starting to look at it younger, and we wonder what's going on, you know, anyway. So it could be a woman, but a person struggling, you know, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm angry, my marriage isn't good, you know, I have no drive. And then it's like you do, you'll look at everything except the fact that you're habitually on pornography. Instead of maybe, and it, but in the big scheme of things, isn't that the simplest one? But here's the thing: you don't yeah, want to give that in up. a way. Yeah, you want joy and peace and all that stuff, and still get to do the works of the flesh. Sometimes you want to have your cake and eat it. Yeah, yeah. that's just an example. And I'm not saying again. I don't want someone that. That's not always the case, right? Sometimes it's just. That's what I meant by like. Sometimes you're in a period or a season of kind of sadness or dark days of the soul that I call it, when things just are rough and our faith is strengthened in the fact that we trust that God is still in it hmm. and that He is going to work it out for our good. But we still have to walk through that valley of the shadow of death, and that's hmm. hard, you know. So that's not what I'm not saying it every time, but I definitely think there's. I guess I wonder how many people, if they just be real with themselves about what's going on. They would be able to actually grow through the process rather than just sit acknowledge there. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot more in the just actually even with us, but in the church in general. I think even our church, like you, you just because we're content with the just seeing it, we're content with just seeing it in the corner. But we're like, hey, are you going to actually step and do this? I think yeah. that's good because what came to my mind and it's cool because I think we we have talked about this before i don't know if we've talked about on camera but like i know one thing that i could see because i at least for me personally one thing that that i struggle with is when i actually like take a second and actually like when i acknowledge things about my life i think the reason why a lot of the time i don't change things is because when you have to truly acknowledge what you're like what your life is like it's just embarrassing like like there's a lot of embarrassment that comes with it and so, but that's the part that's delusional. So it's like I'm embarrassed. There's a knife in my leg. Mm-hmm. So then you just leave it there to get infected. So I understand the feeling. I'm not ju- judging you. What I'm saying is, isn't that like if you really think about it, isn't that absolutely ridiculous? Yes. That we would rather be miserable than admit we're miserable because that's embarrassing. I, because I, it is right. Yes. And when we don't admit though, like. Because I, I think that's really transparent of you, and I think that is definitely the case for a lot, like for all of us, right, in a lot of ways. But that's my point is I was thinking about do you want to be healed? And I think so many times we would we would tell Jesus, no, I don't. Hmm. I'd rather sit here. You know, like the example of the lame man at the pool. Do you want to be healed? No, I don't know. I'm okay being lame because it's embarrassing to admit I need help. Hmm. Sit in our pride rather than actually move. Yeah, man, and pride is a weird thing because sometimes it's not a pride. It's not the classic sense of, like, I'm too good. Pride can also be that I'm too bad because you're yeah. still setting yourself above what God says you are and what he's capable of doing in your life. Does that make sense? I'm yeah. too far gone. I'm too, 
And, you know, I love that you said that, AJ, and it's really honest, but, like, people, and I think that's so true, man, by the way. Yeah. I think of marriages. How many marriages in the Christian world, in our church and other churches, they're terrible. And, but as long as they pretend to everyone they're not, then that's what a good Christian does. I'm like, that's so gross. Yeah. It's so gross because, and the people who might really be wrestling through their marriage and working it and trying to, like, get it figured out are looked down upon when I believe God would probably view them as the ones who are most disciples, not the ones that are faking it, because you're not ever actually improving the marriage. Right, because they don't want to deal with the embarrassment of having to admit that that problem is there or this thing happened or, you know. like. And, and when you compare marriage, when you see in Ephesians and other places that it's compared to the church in Christ, you know, that's not our relationship. Our relationship isn't with Jesus and, and his relationship with the church is not just like, okay, you got everything's perfect all the time and we'll just... No, it's a constant journey, and it's a walking things out, and it's a recalibrating, and it's a, it's understanding, and it's communicating, and it's all these things, and yet we've created this ugly thing of make-believe, you know, and that's the standard. The standard is make-believe, not actual good marriage. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah, what I'm saying. No, absolutely. It, it does. And I think that kind of concept is in a, lot of, in a lot of places. I don't know how many people I've talked to that they won't deal with stuff. Because, and, and then they're like mad that no one, I mean, I could go really deep in this, you know, it's not, I would much rather take advice from someone who has what looks like a bad marriage on the outside because they argue and fight maybe, but I see them pursuing God and trying to work it out and argue than I do that person who I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, their marriage is not healthy, but they're pretending it is. Yeah. Now there are healthy marriages out there and they're beautiful, mm. right? But I guarantee you most of them didn't just magically happen. They happened because they pursued it as an opportunity to live less out of the flesh and more out of the spirit because marriage, for instance, is going to poke your flesh. You know? Uh, I don't know. I just think it's all part of it. It's all very interesting. Kind of ties in with this question we're going to have a little bit later. Issues within the church that someone asked. And it's like, I just... I won't ramble too much until then, but it's delusional, man. We just, I cannot stand, and I think it's crazy, this thing that we've created to follow that has no power. Most Christians that I have met, and I'm talking about like masses, right? Not like individuals here, mm -hmm. meaning like when you look at the crowd, most of the crowd is following this religion that has very little to do with Jesus and has much more to do with um, motivational speaking. That's actually terrifying. Think about it. Hmm. And so you go, you get pumped up and told you can be, you know, successful. Yeah. And, and as long as life's going well, then you think God's with you because you're successful. Everything's going good, but the moment you hit that bumpy road, well, you hide what? it, first of all, because that implies that God's not with you, right? Yep. So you got to hide it. I don't know. That could go really no, deep. Really. Yeah, that's... Because, yeah, that could go very deep because there's, like, five different ways, like, it could affect a person. Like, you could never know him, actually, but you think you do. I guess that... How many people out there listening right now? How many of you... I don't know, like... Stop and think about how often you really allow this this life, right? This you call yourself a Christian, let's say this yeah. discipleship, this thing that Jesus 
calls us to affect your daily life consciously. Like you might do church and do Christianity, but how much of it are you actually thinking to yourself and allowing it to dictate the choices you make like it's real? I like that you brought up the idea of I get consciously. Yeah. That's really convicting for me. Because you have to. And I think a lot of times, I don't know, man, I could go on. Now I'm kind of rabbit trailing, but it all goes back to this idea of what are we following? What are we doing? Which then leads us back to, you know, the beauty of Christianity is we're not perfect. We are being worked on. We're not perfect while being treated by God like we are. <laughs> right? Being played, like being viewed by our Father like we are the Son while He transforms us into the thing that He already views us as. <laughs> but we can't do that. But it's really sad because, you know, it's like, it reminds me of that story I told you guys about where when I was a little kid, my dad went to the gas station and I pulled the car lighter out and I touched it with my finger because yeah. it was red. And I was like, oh, what is this? It was, I was 18. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so I poked it and I burned myself. He came out and it was kind of cool. When I look back on it, so my dad every now and then would get lottery tickets and he would let me scratch them off because it would be fun, right? And um, as a kid, that's fun. And yeah. I scratched and I was trying to scratch it. And I was like, uh, and he saw that I was hurt and he asked me what's wrong. And I, and I, my point, I tried to hide it from him because I thought I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I did. And, I, and eventually, my dad scared me, right, at times. But eventually, I admitted it. And it was crazy because then he took me in to the gas or to CVS and got some burn spray and put a Band-Aid on me. He didn't yell at me. He didn't make me, like, he didn't scream at me. He didn't, like, tell me I was dumb. He just took care of my hurt. And then looking back, and it's so symbolic, we got locked out of the car. So then he not only did that, but he carried me on his shoulders home. And it's like, I think we are the little kid trying to hide the burn. And if we would just stop, you know, God wants to heal us and and our brothers and sisters, the real ones, are going to want to walk with us in that. The problem is we've allowed a lot of goats to run the church and set the culture instead of being sheep even and like making them either get out or become sheep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we've allowed the goats that have hurt us to become our excuse not to ever move or actually... That's really good. Rather than trusting, dude, this makes me want to cry. Rather than trusting that the vin, like he will take care of us, mm-hmm. that he is the shepherd, and like he's the dad, is, he's your father. Kind of goes with what you said when you were telling the person, you know, about we. Were, I don't know if this you said that now or on off air because now it's all getting jumbled. <laughs> we had a talk yeah. right before, but <laughs> the idea of like you know, he views us as his child. So, but. The weird thing is, man, we allow, I don't know, this thing is so radical, this gospel. It really is. And I'm so, I feel like I say the word radical and there's books about it and everybody just quits listening because it just gets Christianized. But, you know, we are to kill. We're not to be normal. We're set apart. Sanctified means set apart, holy. The world's here and God picks us up and says, nope, you don't get to be with everyone else. You're here. You are going to look different. You're Tom the Burrow in a world full of gray. Black and white, you know. 
And <laughs> someone came on at that point. It's the colorful little pinata on our desk here. <laughs> but does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. 100%. So, I think but we don't want to be that. We want we want to fit in. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back to what you... Oh, king, the Kingdom series that you, you had. Yeah. I don't remember the name of all of them. Sure. That, that's what it, it goes back to that's exactly really to thing. that. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just always try to push people back yeah. towards their sermons. But that's exactly what it is. We don't want to actually do that. And I think... Frankly, in my life, I've actually even prayed about this and talked to him. And, like, one of the things that keeps coming back is, like, this fear. And, like, oh. it's funny because of what it even says in the Bible. Those that are afraid have been perfected in love. And, like, yeah. it goes back to that. John. I think a lot John. of times we either First live out of fear, out of pride, and we assume that pride is just this snake that it always looks the same, but really it's a hydra that we have to fight our whole lives. It's good. And I... That I mean, that's is a good way to describe it. So it's so powerful. Hmm. Like we don't. I always say this all the time. I'm like, we don't realize, and and I don't live out of it. I really don't. And like I try to run from it at times, but we don't realize how real this really is until we sit down at the end of the night. And then those of us who know him, because some of us, some of the people that claim to know him don't. And that's the sad. Truth, and that's. But, but why do we let those people set the culture? Because you know what's sad is when we allow them, we assume all those people that don't know him, like you said, they say they do, but they don't. Some of them are intentionally being deceitful, right? Yeah. And some yes. of them are misled. Mm-hmm. And we're allowing them to say, yeah, this is where life is. And they're Very drinking poison people. versus us being like, no, we're going to keep doing this because, well, then they'll keep me out or they'll, make, they'll think I'm weird looking or whatever. And it's like, listen, we are called to be a, lot, a city on a hill to stand out, light of the world, salt. We taste different. And I feel like I, I'm agreeing with you. It's just it stinks that we allow those people. Yeah. Because we don't love those people. We don't. If we, but It's going to sound weird. By allowing them to dictate the culture, we don't love them. Because we're not showing them what it is to follow the Christ. Yeah. Dude, I, does that yeah. make sense? I, I think, no, it does make sense. And I think the truth at the end of the day is, is that we're a bunch of Elijahs that don't want to go to the mountaintop and and fight the priests of but but whoever it was. We don't want to go up there because we're afraid we're going to die. We don't want to do it. And we sit instead we sit there and we we sit in our sadness and we sit in whatever it is and we get fed by the crows and we're still taught, we're still taught and he's going just go and do it. A lot of people are content in that though. And I, that's the part I think that drives me crazy is like I just can't do it. What were you going to say, sorry? Um yeah. I I think part of the problem is that we are so jaded towards each other. Like, like I think the reason why these other people who are, you know, you know, the goats, the reason why they are able to kind of slither the way up to the top here and like, and actually truly, you know, set culture for the modern, you know, Americanized Christianity is because we, you know, as the ones we think that we know, like, Hey, I, I can look at any of you guys and go like, I know they get it, but yet we're still jaded towards each other where we don't love each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How, uh, because of what? Like hurt? What do you mean by jaded? Like, yes. Like we're jaded by hurt or like we don't, we don't believe in each other's hearts, but I think it's also just a reflection of that we don't believe it ourselves. So like we're, we're constantly spilling our own self-doubt onto others mm. and that just allows other people to just kind of slip through the cracks 
and they can just rise to the top. Yeah, and it's funny, man, because that becomes, and you know what's creepy about that is it's interesting you said the top because they then, it's like there's a bunch of sheep that are taping horns on their head because they want to pretend to be goats because Mm -hmm. that's where it gets creepy. You get what I'm saying? Sheep are pretending to be goats. Maybe it's not the goats pretending to be sheep. Interesting. That sounds weird, right? But I mean, like, we've allowed this, like, oh, I would rather be like that and fit in than accept the fact I'm different and hope. And maybe the goat herd will kick me out, hmm. okay? But the real shepherd is the one that's going to come, like, that, I don't know. I To me, I've said this over and over again, and I know the longtime listeners are probably like, means they don't like to listen. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. Why are you doing this if there's no power? In the name of Christ. Why are you doing this if you're not different? Why are you doing this if you're not free? Why are you doing church? You're you're done. You're acting dumb. I've said like it is so gross, man. Without Jesus, without this being real, without radical grace, forgiveness, mercy, love, peace, all these things, man. Like, what are you doing? It drives me crazy. And I'm about to say something now. I I don't know. It's kind of coming back to my life. I actually kind of finally figured out something to share. So one of the things I've pondered, and this fits with this, is that life is so short. It is, right? Yes. We can, on top of that, life is short. We only have so much emotional and mental energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is me kind of admitting that I think I'm even learning, like, what, you know, okay, I'm going to follow Jesus. Like, I'm tired of giving my time and attention to goats, I'm tired of playing this game. I'm tired of, you know, I, everybody's like, Todd hates other churches. No, I don't. But I'm done pretending that that I'm for the culture that some churches push. I'm done per- playing in the middle. I'm done pretending that it's wrong to say the culture is wrong there, that, 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 it's, that I don't want to spend time with certain pastors. And that's, you know, it's not that I have an issue with it. I love, you guys know my heart. I would love a mentor even. If I could find an older pastor who could look at me not as a punk or a threat or, I don't know, find all the ways that, I don't know, man, that he that I'm wrong, but would want to come beside me and show me and teach me, I would sign me up. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend I owe someone to follow them or learn from them when I don't believe they're, I believe they live out of fear. I believe they live out of, they, they don't want to, well, that's how you do it. I hate that concept. Does that make sense? So it's like oh, this yeah. idea of like, I'm, we only have so much time, wrap it back around. I don't, I want to spend my time loving people. I want to spend my time, you know, investing in, in people who want to live this out for real. Hmm. I want that, that want to, that, because if I am around people that are doing that, it's going to push me and make me follow him more because I'm around people that want to. And it's that old thing. We've been talking about Remnant House, right? That, that old saying psychologists say that you're kind of a mixture of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Well, I want to spend my time with five Jesus-loving psychos. <laughs> I'm serious. That just love God and love people and want and dream big and think anything's possible and aren't content to stay in the pasture with the goats. Hmm. You know, and I'm tired of, it's almost like we're called arrogant if I say I'm a sheep. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. You don't have to like me. You don't have to agree with that. You don't have to think I'm good. You don't, you can think I've sinned my way out of heaven. Whatever you want to think you can, 
But the bottom line at the end of the day is I know I'm a Christian and a believer and a disciple of Jesus Christ. You can't take that from me. So, mm, truth, man, like I just want to, I don't want to waste my time, you know? Like I want to do things for the kingdom and love people. And like I want to touch the the lepers, man, and like love the unlovable and and point people to the Christ and point people to the healer and I want to live, you know, I want to live free and not live under that freaking burden and bondage of religion and somebody out there, I got to talk to him of like, I'm not talking about the Bible. The Bible is not religion. The Bible is God's way. Religion is all that stupid culture that makes no sense mm. where we can't confess sin. You know, we wonder why pastors, for instance, fall into big time sin. Who, who do they get to tell? As soon as they go talk to someone and say they're struggling about anything, they get judged. Some, they'll get fired. Get fired, yeah. Exactly. It's get like, and, and, and then, okay, and that's not just look at pastors, then you. It's just rain, random people. Well, I can't admit that because then I won't. I had a guy tell me before because he was going through some marriage problems. He's like, hey, man, does this mean I'm not going to be able to help in youth anymore? I'm like, why? You know, it broke my heart because I'm like, why would you even think that? Mm. Or he, he can't, another guy came to me once and goes, I know why you didn't pick me for that position because of you know, my marriage problems. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, dude, that's not <laughs> true. You know, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, I'm probably man. ranting right now. No, I, it's good stuff, dude. But it's I, love just, it. I don't care. Sometimes I feel crazy. And that's why I get excited and I don't spend enough time. Let's say I only know 10 people that are. I know more than that. But let's say I did. I only knew 10 people that were sold out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I, and I'm in a room of 100. Sometimes I feel like I spend more time focusing on trying to get the 90 to act like the 10 than just to hang with the 10 and live life and go out and do wild things with them for the kingdom <laughs> and be content to live in that community. Does that make yeah, sense? I that makes actually perfect sense. Dude, what you said wasn't rambling at all. Like That makes so much sense at all. And I think this has been my problem. Like... My, I said that last night. I looked at that the woman who encouraged me, whether she knows it or not. I looked at it and I said, it doesn't matter what somebody throws in your face. You're, it says in the Bible, and he's very clear, you are co-heir with Christ. You yep. are king. There Amen. are kings and there are queens, and you are a queen. So you can walk in it. Why are we acting like we aren't? That's not arrogant to say. He told you it. And that's not arrogant to do that. Yes, does a king listen when somebody says, hey, you're being a douchebag? Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> he word, listens. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> he listens. He listens, and he takes it, and he processes it. That person may not be correct. That's the truth. At the end of the day, that king may have to look at him and go, you, I'm not. I'm just telling you truth, and I, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, and I'm sorry that <laughs> I was too brash, but guess what? You're not... This Being a king, true. though, isn't, but I like what you're saying. I'm just hopping in and say, like, people don't get that. Like, we're not saying pretend there's no issues. In fact, like, I can live with those 10 people. Odds are the nine, if they're following Jesus, are sometimes going to look at me and go, hey, Todd, you got to, we're kind of wandering off, man. Like, you know, Jesus told us we need to do this. I'm like, gosh, thanks for reminding me, man. Yep. That's repentance. That's, mm -hmm. you know, so it isn't, it is even that. There's a difference between that, though, and when they combine it with, with fear. Yeah. Right? So fix it or else. Right? And that's the yep. concept all the time. And we're always under this, like, I, I just, it's just such an odd thing, man. Maybe it's just the leftover remnants, <laughs> pun intended, uh, from, from not being, you know, not being raised in church. But I just didn't, I didn't sign up for that. I signed up for this, for Jesus, the living God, and, and what he is telling me. And I'm not saying I've got it all figured out, but I want to. And, 
I look around, and, it, and here's the other thing we're not talking about right now. One other thing that goes with that, why people yeah. do it. Because they're successful. If you play the Christian game, the, the, the one that's sort of this weird religion, right, where we yeah. don't confess and we have to pretend and there's no real power to overcome, and as long as we look the part, it doesn't matter if we are the part, mm. that's rewarded. Yeah. Those are the people that have the filled churches most of the time. Those are the people that get the book deals. Those are the people that get the hit podcast. Those are the those are the people. You start talking about sin and and crucifying flesh and death and repentance and serving and uh, marriage is hard and giving. taking care of the poor, giving your money, all that. That is not popular. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be popular, you talk about positivity. Blessed Big smiles, uh, healthy, wealthy, and wise. God's going to give you what you want. God's going to empower you, on and on and on. And listen, that's not even that there's, those things aren't true. There's some truth in that. But at yeah. the expense of the rest of it, you're setting people up. It's like moving people when we've read a book. Hey, this is what this is. And then there's sh- the, it's like these guys, like we take these soldiers and we, te- we dress them in suits and we're like, hey, you're going to get all kinds of money. And then we shove them to the front of this battle line and they're getting shot at and they're like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for the... The, the white smiles and the money and the podcast and the book deals. That's right. Where, where's that at? Yep. And Jesus, when you look at him, he said, like, the servant is not greater than the master. If they pro- uh, persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Yep. And if they hated me, they'll hate you. you. Yep. And and we have, and that's that's how you know. That's how I know, man, as I've gotten older. And there's people with me, but it's true. As I've gotten older, I've started to realize my first clue at the, it doesn't mean they're not saved. But at the spiritual maturity of someone is what is their desire for me? Now, hear, hear me out on this. Is their desire, even if it's to challenge, if mm-hmm. it's to question, that you can do that. Is it because they want to love me? They want good for me. They want me to overcome. Even if it's like, say someone thinks something bad of me, they heard something bad about me, right? And I've sinned yeah. or whatever from the past. And I have done things in my past I'm ashamed of. But let's say they came to me and they talk about that. There's a way they can say that, and they're saying, I'm just concerned, you know, hey, are you doing this? Because I love, you know, I want good for you, even if they don't know me, versus someone who's doing it because they want to destroy me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Do you want to destroy me, or do you want to build me up? That simple answer, to me, shows a ton about whether someone is following Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's like what he said, those that have, those that don't forgive have not been forgiven. Yeah, and he, exactly, and he said, listen, if someone... Says, I'm going to paraphrase, but if someone says that he um, loves God but hates his brother, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. Mm. It says that. If someone says they love God, this is in the Bible. If someone says they love God, if one says he loves God and hates his brother, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. You talk about some blunt talk. So this is something scary. I believe there's pastors out there. Let's not even, I don't want to say pastors, but I think it's always easy to say that. Sure. And we, there's responsibility. Let's say Christians who think they are doing the work. Sorry, I'm rambling, but this is, it kind of fits in this no. church thing, okay? Because this might be the whole Man, show. Let's do it. But, I love it. But let's think about this. Do you think the Pharisees thought they were evil? No, they did it. No, they did Do you they think the Pharisees? So. Do you, in fact, we wouldn't think they were evil. No. no. We would think they were good men. Yeah, they were. In fact, they would probably look like some of the men that are here today. Yeah, here's the thing. Do you think they did good things? Absolutely they did. Of course they did. Yes. 
They, did they think they were serving God? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. they were, did they, they think were, they, they were serving did. God when they crucified Jesus? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So that is terrifying. Yes. Because what that tells me is, is that there's Christians who truly in their heart believe they're following God. In, in, yes, in, let's say, I've got to punish this person. I've got to kick them out. I've got to expose their evil. I've got to get rid of them. I've got to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, they believe, and that is the scary thing. Oh, that's terrifying. You know what? Here's a thought that just came from me. People are, it's like we've created our new Leviticus, where we're picking and choosing, or we're living by Leviticus, and we refuse to look at the gospel. And then, guess what? We refuse to remember who Moses was. We refuse to remember who David was. We refuse to remember how all these prophets were that we, we quote and we do all the time. We forget they were forgiven when they didn't have the Holy Spirit, when, the, when it wasn't fulfilled, when they didn't have what we have. We forget that, and we forget that how beautiful that was, and the fact that God forgave them. He did. Here's the thing about you, since you brought up Leviticus, which reminds you, you know, of the law. Mm -hmm. We got to remember what Jesus said. Jesus did not say that the fact that the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Pharisees specifically, let's talk about when he calls them whitewashed tombs. He did not say they were wrong because they followed the law. Remember what he said? He said, you give a tenth of your dill, cumin, you you do offering, you do all these things. He says, but you neglect the greater things of the law. Right, love, mercy, I think justice. You should have done the one, right, while doing the other. My point in saying that, we could pull that up, that section, because I don't want to butcher it. But essentially what he was saying was, you thought the one, the fact that you were doing these religious acts, these was, was enough that you didn't have to love and forgive. Mm-hmm. And I think in Christianity that happens, right? Yeah. You're not looking, you're not committing adultery, and you're not a drunk, and you're successful, and you are part of the PTO, and you are have 300,000 followers on TikTok, and all these other things, and so you don't have to love, forgive, sacrifice, you know, um, you know, not gossip, not slander, yeah. mercy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think that... We have to be careful too sometimes because it's not that following the law, you know, following God. I don't want to say the law, the law, the law wasn't even wrong. The law was just impossible for us to meet the standard in and of itself. If it did, we wouldn't have had to ever, they wouldn't have had to commit sacrifice. Yeah. It, was Point, made, it, was, it was made to show how much we needed. Christ. It was fulfilled. Yeah. Like it made the distance. Anyway, I'm getting on. My point is just, <laughs> I think that happens it. in Christianity a lot of times. Is is this religion we've created in which they're doing things that aren't bad. The things they're doing are not bad. But it's not all of it. Right. And that's where you end up creating your own religion because you've gotten rid of some things. Exactly. And because you're highlighting others. Yep. Does that... That makes sense. Yes, they, yeah. Yeah. No, they no. they got they ignored the things that they shouldn't have ignored. Yeah, man. No, so. no, yeah. hundred percent. You can't go one way farther than the other and you can't pick and choose. He, he's very clear about what we're supposed to do. I, I don't it's so I don't know. I just look I look at churches in America and I get sad because I see what what we've oh. become. Listen to this. You're right. He goes, There's this whole section. You guys should read Matthew twenty three. It's terrifying. But he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You pay a tenth of mint, 
dill and cumin. Those are all fam- like expensive things back. Yet you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These things should have been done without neglecting the others. You know, even up before that, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to make one proselyte, which means kind of like to make a convert. And when he becomes one, you make him twice as fit for hell as you are. Your whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones and every impurity. In the same way, on the outside, outside you seem righteous to people, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our father, we wouldn't have taken part with him in shedding the prophet's blood. You therefore testify against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's sin. Snakes, brood of vipers, how can you escape being condemned to hell? This is why I'm sending you prophets, sages, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will flog in your synagogues. And hound from town to town. So, you know, a lot of these things, man. I don't know. It just. Probably went all over the place, but. No, it's good, man. I guess that answering, you know, AJ, if you look at number three, you want to read the question there. Yours, we just answered it, I think. It's right here. Yeah. Right here, buddy. Number three. Yeah, what do you (laughs) think the big church needs to talk more about? I think it's that (laughs) stuff, you know? I think it's freedom. We're free in Christ. We shouldn't be living in bondage. You know, I have a good friend. If he's listening, we teased him. He doesn't listen, but I think of him a lot. You know, great guy, man of God, Mr. McGee. He knows who he is. And I look at the bondage that and the weights he had to live under because it was never enough. Hmm. You know, it was never enough. And that's heartbreaking, you know, and... He would tell he would tell you that's not true. I know he would. He'd be like, "Oh no, it, you know." I, but he, it was true because I, I've 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 seen here's story or other people, and I, he's just an example. You know, these people who love God and have had to live under this bondage. When we're free, man, we're free. We're free, and in order to be free, though, we have to accept the reality of what this is. Following Jesus and it involves, you know, killing parts of ourselves, and that sounds painful, and it is. But the joy is there too because there are things that aren't good for us hmm. i don't know i could go on and on so that's our that, i'm gonna justify this by saying we answered question three <laughs> also one other thing what do you think the big church needs to talk more about the gospel a lot of christians can't even tell you what the gospel is that's a problem yeah. so churches need to talk about church of the capital scene needs to talk gospel. about that it's the great commission the yeah not, not the fluffy i brought one. up the great commission to yeah. multiple people and they don't know what it is Granted, no. I was there, so I understand. It makes me sad, though. It's hard, man. But part of that is people don't get involved. You know, I'm going to give a pass because not every. Sometimes it's like it's those because there's a responsibility for the individual person too. You know, they're going to be responsible for their choice. So, for instance, if someone's following this fake Christianity, maybe the people that teach them this, they're certainly going to be held accountable. But you, the the individual is going to be held accountable for not reading and hearing it and seeing it and find, finding the real gospel too. You know, the real gospel. Yeah. And it was, Todd, what are you talking about the real gospel? We're talking about the one that involves the confession that you're a sinner. Yep. <laughs> and and turning away from your sin and putting your faith in Jesus Christ 
and dying to yourself and living in him, all that stuff. So I don't know, man. It's good stuff. It's making me think a lot. Me too. <laughs> Clearly. You know, w- one thing that you, you had mentioned earlier was like the, like basing the maturity off the believer, like how they like treat people, you mm-hmm. know, like how they love people. Sure. And like, it kind of reminded me of the, the like, it, it brought me back to what I said earlier about like the whole like jaded thing. Yeah. And how like we don't trust each other and like, uh, what was it? it? It made me think about like why, like why we assume. Oh, it's because you said, are they telling these people like, are they telling people things to destroy them or to or to love them? That's what you said. Yeah, because you could tell someone the same thing, but your motivation's different. Yes, and and it made me think about that's that's thank you for saying that because that's that's why the jaded thing came back because i think a lot of times we live out of this jaded place of where we're we would rather like like we're always thinking that people are out to destroy us instead of love us that's good and that goes to what clint said of like we be we get hurt and then we assume everybody's out Mm -hmm. to do that and a lot of the time like how to me like and this is this is convicting to me because then it makes me think why do i think that so much and i think like, I have to look at myself. Like, a lot of the time, the reason why we we're, we are so, like, you know, defensive of that is probably because we do that to people. Mm, <laughs> good. Like, you know, look at your own heart, you know. Yeah. Is it, are you, are you telling things to people to destroy them, or are you doing it in love? And I think sometimes for me, I think the reason why I, I can be paranoid is because I, I, do, I do do it just to destroy people sometimes. It's not out of love. Mm. So it's like, dang. You know, yeah, and that's a good part too. Is sometimes, and that's that's you know, Christians are gonna mess up, and the the quality of your faith is gonna be what do you do when you're faced with that? Do you repent and change, or do you justify it? Yeah, and continue to act that way because that's how it's done. You know, I've said this before. If every, I'll say every Christian I put in the world all of a sudden told you that you could. Lose your salvation. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that one's de- people debate, but I don't think it's debatable. A true believer can't lose their salvation. But let's say, are you just going to say, okay? If every Christian in the world all of a sudden said, hey, God wants us to worship this tree, and that's how we truly give him worship, are you just going to cave because every other Christian says that, or are you going to rest on the word of God? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's our foundation, but I don't think that's necessarily the foundation we all live out of most of the time. I think we live on the foundation of popular opinion. Yes, and we don't read, so we don't that's even know. Mean, yeah, yeah, like that's... well, yeah, but <laughs> that's a good point. Anyway, good stuff. So I'm going to move on to this question for you. Anyway, okay. guys, wrestle with that. Let us know your thoughts. If that made sense, if anything resonated with you, I genuinely want to know your thoughts. I know I don't always get personally get a chance to respond to you. But I do see it and, it, and it brings up stuff for us to talk about later. So thank you, and please do, um, you know, let us know your thoughts, if that makes sense. Or mm. AJ, since we essentially are going to count you as of asking number three there, okay. I will go next. Cool. Ask I've heard many people say, question one, I've heard many people say the water, lake, ocean, is calming to look at, and I agree. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's the calming effect the color blue is supposed to have or something deeper, like even spiritually? It's a cool question, and I and I also agree with this. I don't know why, but there is something about just, like, looking out onto water, man, um, day or night, funny enough. Um, I think it has something to do with even deeper spiritually, in a sense. Like, it's one of the first things God created. It's ancient. It is. Hmm. It is. It's intriguing thought. It is pure in a way of like it's one of the first things he ever made, 
And like for some reason, there's a deeper connection to that, you know, especially for us as being God's chosen creation. Like we are his people. Like mm. we were made from from that in mm. a way. You know, we're made, you know, it says, you know, he breathed life into dirt and made us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like I think of like the beginning of creation, like I think there is a connection there. And I think that's why, you know, the book Wild at Heart talks about that too. Like being out in the wild, there's something different. That's what I was gonna say. I think it's. I think. Have you ever been in a deep forest, or on the you know on mountains? You know, like it's the same thing. I think when we get away from all of the noise, and are just in creation, it's just there's a different there's piece. Something there, there's yeah. something different. Well, like, so Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. He went out in the. It says he went into the wilderness. You know, to collect himself or whatever. Yeah. Um, early morning. So yeah, great question. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong I looked at the wrong question one. bank. Yeah. It says bacon and carrots. Nice. And yes, it was me that found the little burrow. Love you guys, Jill. Love you too, Jill. And now <laughs> we can say. So we put that at the end of the show last week that anyone who watched the entire show, we put a little code word to write down. And I think we only had like literally three people. Yeah, it was like three So haha ha, caught you guys. Some of you only watched half the show. Gotcha. And a lot of the rest. So the four of you that watched the whole thing. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, and it was Jill then that found the, uh, the pinata. That's hilarious. That's so funny, dude. Love you, Jill. I love her a lot. She's cool. Yeah, Jill's awesome. I guess that whole that whole clan's pretty cool. That little family. The uh, the J clan. Zoro. <laughs> Remember when I gave her husband the nickname? I was like, dude, you should. You kind of look like Zoro, and he was slightly offended, even though. If someone says, let me ask you a question. If someone goes, hey, man, you look like Zorro. Does that offend you, or do you go, I am a charming, epic hero? That's it's like if right. someone came up to you and said, hi, you look like Bruce Wayne, I would go, thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. If someone says to me, you look like Zorro, I'm going to go, thank you. I've been told I look like Jack Black. Is that an insult? No, man. Everybody wants to be look like him. Or, or or maybe not look like them, but they remind your me. persona. Yes, that, I, I think that's probably a compliment. Fun, <laughs> you know, plays for the music for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> in the in his movies and stuff, you remember that? that I'm Pick kidding. You don't do that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> plays music for the devil. Just kidding. That was great. Anyway, awesome. here we go. AJ number two. Yeah. If Jesus's first miracle was turning water into wine, do you? think he ever got hurt as young boys tend to i read I that so strangely well i i don't think i fully understand the question do we th- it took me a minute so essentially here let me rephrase it i think okay. i know what they're saying they're saying if if he was able to do a miracle even as a child okay or like as a young man do you think that he got hurt oh because he was all you know i think there's a there's a thought somehow they're kind of connecting that Right, because he was special, like he was able to... In like general, he because these, he was special, yeah. Yes. Did he get hurt? Well, absolutely, because he was still fully fully human. Yeah. So he know. skinned his knee, might have absolutely. broke a finger. Who knows what happened to him? Because they broke... Yeah, I mean, look what happened when he was crucified. Exactly. So, like, definitely. And, I'm and he sure, couldn't have related to us otherwise. Yes. And, like, he probably did, even as a, you know... To me, it shows in the Bible that even when Jesus is older in his ministry, but even before he dies, he's showing doubts. Like, like he has... Like he's like I he he shows, I guess uh, doubt is yeah he had to have had doubt. He has feelings, yeah. Yes, and like he he had the feeling of like I don't want to do this. So when I think of him as a kid, he probably had you know that can be amplified as growing up. Like you know we have 
you know, we're very emotional as children. So, like, I'd imagine he probably had a lot of hurts just like we did, you know. Good. That's yeah. good stuff. I would agree with you. Let's see. Next question. Do you think part of the reason we're not supposed to covet other people's things is because we do not know what they had to go through to get stuff that they have, like cars, house, etc.? Sorry, you made me think of a crazy story real quick about nice. when Jesus was a boy, when they left, like, he's te- they, they, they forget him. This is a crazy story. <laughs> and they come back, and he's teaching in the temple. But the part that's crazy is like, where were you? And he goes, didn't you know to look for me in my father's house? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, woman? I was in my father's house. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. uh, so Do I think though. the reason we're not supposed to cover other people's things is because we do not know what they had to go through to get the stuff um, I don't necessarily think it's that. I think it it has to do with when we covet, I think a couple things happen. Well, covet is envy. Envy and jealousy, what does that tend to lead to? It tends to lead bitterness. to hatred, yeah. bitterness. Um, I also think it's a subtle uh, mistrust in God because you're implying that, that, you know, he doesn't know best. That's good. But um, because, right, well, why don't I have that? Well, maybe the reason you don't have that is for a reason. Uh, but... It starts making this comparison when we aren't, you know, it stops it, it stops us from celebrating. You know, Scripture says, rejoice with those who rejoice. And when you're mm. coveting, you can't rejoice or be pleased in what someone else is doing. So I think it's more God, about really convicting, yeah, the sinful nature that it brings. Well, are you a coveter? Because you hide that pretty well if you do. I've never known you to be that guy. I think I... I think I have. I, I can get jealous of people's situations. Sometimes. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, I would never read that or thought that of you. <laughs> well, Genuinely, I think that. I mean, I don't mean that like I can't believe you. It's more of like <laughs> if it, if it makes you. If it makes you feel better. You don't come off that way. Yes, I, I think that mine. Mine. It's not like a burning one. It's mm-hmm. not like a you son of a gun. Yeah, you know. I, I, I think you. for me, <laughs> I. Th- I don't know why I said that. <laughs> anyway, which I by have, the way is what coveting can lead to. Yes. Well, yeah, and like. I think for me personally, Cutting it's... Having someone's wife it, could lead to adultery. It, there you or go. Or a husband, et cetera. Oh. Yes. I think for me, it's more... It's not like a burning thing. It's more like a... I don't <coughs> I, I don't rejoice with you when I probably should. Mm. Like... Because, like, you're jealous or whatever. Either I'm jealous or, like, I'm thinking Resentful. about myself. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know. Oh, that's another good thing it does. Probably, it makes you self-focused, I think. Yeah. Because you'd have to be, right? Sure. You know, like, I've had yeah. people come up to me with really cool moments, and I'm like... That's cool. I'm like, I'm a jerk. Later on, do you think that? <laughs> yeah, my yeah. God, that that was a really cool moment that I probably either made them feel insecure or like I, yeah, know, because I I decided to be a jerk and not celebrate with them or you know, uh, what's the actual know, word? The word is you said it earlier. Gosh dang it! Rejoice. Yes, rejoice. Rejoice. Yeah. Like I didn't rejoice with them. Yeah, which is funny because it also again, dude, yeah. I'm being taught something. It's it, <laughs> yeah yes I it's a lot of it is like you treat people the way you think of yourself and like I know I've been told that but like I'm just I think I'm seeing it well, that's this deep. episode of yeah. like I don't rejoice for myself or anything I have or anything I've done so then like I don't rejoice with others when they are able to accomplish something so like yeah mm. man. is it because it points out what you could have done yeah I think there's there's I absolutely. Don't know. Anyway, really cool of you to even admit that because no one would have known. But anyway, that's my question on coveting. Yes. Uh, hey, fun turn. What, what's our time frame here? Where are we at? I'm gonna guess an. I'm gonna guess an hour twenty. Hour seven. Dang it. Well, a little bit less than that. So about an hour. Nice. All right. Uh, oh, I'm oh, not burning. No, it's me. Oh, 
I've been reading in 1 Corinthians and stumbled upon a chapter that was a little confusing. In chapter 11, Paul talks a lot about women having their head covered, i.e. verse 6. I thought practices like that were from the, quote, law, end quote. So it surprised me to hear that Paul writing about it. Can you explain this section? <laughs> I know that we've, you, you mentioned this beforehand, that we've, we've had this question quite a bit. Um, gosh, I can never remember. You do a much better job of explaining this because you read the Bible. So, Stop. So, <laughs> So, uh, so ridiculous. So let's uh, let's see. <laughs> so uh, here's the gist of it. Um, a couple of things that I don't know. There's I can piece this apart a little bit because even your I, lo- I love the question because it tells me you're thinking through it. Um, I, I would challenge a little bit the idea of what the law here is. What you're saying because again, when we talk about the law, it doesn't mean we don't have expectations or things we're supposed to do. You know. It, like for instance, it's not saying, hey, that's being legalistic to not look at pornography, for instance, mm-hmm. or to not give in to lust. Legalism would be, you know, our salvation is dependent on, on those things. Um, like dependent on our success and always overcoming them. Anyway, specifically what I was talking about here is the idea was in that culture, a woman that wore a head covering was saying she was under the authority of her husband. Okay, okay? that's right. And yeah. as... As wives, okay, as God has ordained that in his his structure that there's a certain way of things, right? And that the wife is to submit to her husband. Now, it's not popular, but it's true. And, and the husband is to love his wife as Christ loves the church, sacrificial. And then there's a lot more. His section is a lot longer than the woman's. I'll put that. Yeah. Um, I'll say that. But so what was happening is if a woman wasn't doing that, she was essentially saying, I reject the authority of my husband. I'm not... I'm a, I'm a woman's woman. I'm my own, you know, kind of rejecting it. So what Paul was trying to really imply was, hey, in that culture, that stood for something that was um, in direct opposition to God. It would, like, be rebelling against God's order. Makes sense? Yeah. It was that person kind of saying, well, I don't care. So in our in, imagine in our world, uh, I'll give you an example, okay, Christian listening. So let's say there was a pastor and his wife wore a shirt Every, to church on Sunday, they said, "I'm with I'm with an idiot. My husband's a moron, and I'm the one who wears the pants." Yeah. How would you view that that wife? Would that look ridiculous? Absolutely. Of course. So, essentially, Paul might say in this culture, "Don't wear shirts like that that are raging feminist shirts that hate on men and hate your husband. Don't do that." Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So it's all about in that it's and and we have those types of things in our culture. Okay. So for instance, I don't believe a wife should wear a shirt like that. Right, for instance, for real, yeah. Just because it's not in there, it's the heart behind that. So that's the answer to that question. Um, and that whole section we could go deeper into if you have more questions, because it can be talks about being quiet, etc. And that was culturally, and we can get that from some of the other things Paul says. But really, is it's not so much about their head covering, but about about the wife not rejecting God's design for marriage. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well done. <laughs> it, it it is. Hard to discuss. Anyway, that's probably it for today, fellas. What do you think? I know we got more, but... Yeah, I would say so. Also, we just got to go live again and get and dive into this, which we're going to do. You know what? If you see this, here's your code that you've watched this far. You ready? You're going to love what I'm about to say. Oh, man. You're going to love it. What is it? You're going to not even believe what I'm about to say. You said bacon and carrots last week. That was last week, yeah. I'm saying... 
I'm saying grits and gravy. Grits and gravy. I love it. G&G, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so if, you re- if you've watched this far, let us know with grits and gravy. But my point in saying all that is <laughs> also you can hear us say that we're going to go live, et cetera. I really, I'm going to do that this week. You know, I'm on vacation, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would you promise that this week? Dude, it's already ruined. I'm already having to do stuff. <sighs> That's not tomorrow. It doesn't mean you just keep adding. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay. i'm not gonna keep adding but awesome show today great yeah, questions stick around hey we're gonna get these questions even if we have to put out a part two we're going to do these questions but we also i mean let's be real most of you guys are not listening past an hour you just you get goldfish you know somebody out there's talking to you jake paul or oprah or lisa tearquist or all these other people that's some famous woman lady up the river okay she's just some pretty good stuff nice Christian. Anyway. Well, that's cool. You got anything you want to say, man? Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for watching this episode today. Uh, man, 159 episodes in. You guys are so cool. Also, big know. shout out to Kelsey. You know who you are for donating to the show. Trent, our longtime donator. Uh, I don't know if there's other people are still doing so, but I know those two for sure did. If I missed you, I'm sorry. I'm not looking. But definitely <laughs> got a big, big gift uh, from Kelsey. So thank you so much for your support of the show, Kelsey. It means a lot to us and, and helps to keep the show going. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, if you are guys... If you are guys... If you are guys... We want to say something. If you. you're a man... <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for watching. If you are watching from Facebook, I would encourage you to please like, share, Come on. comment on this... going to break on this. the Zuck's way. That's right. Break the Zuck way. Make it our way. Christ's way. There we go. I don't know. Amen. <laughs> yes. Do that. Like, share, comment. All you want to do, please do it. All you want to do. At the top. It's <laughs> <laughs> the strangest thing I've ever said. Oh, um, I've been saying some weird stuff to you. If you're watching from YouTube, please like the video. Also comment on it. Hit the subscribe button. And while you hit that subscribe button, go ahead and hit the notification bell. And it will notify you every time we post. If you're watching from Rumble, we know we don't. I know we don't get a lot of views on it yet, but... Give us a rumble. Share the rumble link. Do what you got to do. Uh, we have so many other, uh, what are they called? Platforms. There we go. We have so many other platforms that we're on, including Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're on Telegram. We're not as active on Telegram anymore as we used to be. Um, but I never knew we were. Yeah, we used to post Real Talk on there. I stopped. Uh. But because um, no one was seeing it. So we're going to invite people to our channel. Man. That's true, man. I Actually, I wonder you can't if we just, can... You can't just... Not tell people it's there, and then like, oh, I know what's coming and watching this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're on Telegram. If you're on Telegram, uh, what else is out there? Everything. TikTok. Man. We're on TikTok. We're on the Clint's gram. Been, Clint's been showing his face a lot on TikTok. So go see yeah, Fun Turn Clint on TikTok. Fun Turn trying to take over and like this TikTok man. He did a really funny one about steaks and men the other day. It was pretty I saw funny. it. I heard about it. Um, what else is there? Uh, we're still trying to get on True Social. Whenever that happens, you know, I know they're still working through stuff. So once we can get through to that, we'll we'll have our church account on there. Um, is there any other platforms we're on? I think that's Just all. Any platform. We're on every platform. Yeah. Podcast, any podcast. You'll find uh, his sermons on. You'll also find Real Talk What's on it. But, yeah. um, I think that's church all of them. I know that was very long. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird. You made sure to really let everyone know we're on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got anything fun turn? 
Well, AJ decided to steal my podcast, so leave a review if you have the option to leave a review, whether it's uh, wherever it is, um, whether it's on podcast or if there's some other random thing out there where you can leave a review, go ahead and leave one. Let us know how good we're doing. We need encouragement as well as... um, Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, we definitely need encouragement. (laughs) Sometimes this gets long and hard, so uh, give us... Give us some encouragement and help us uh, just keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward into the land of where people hate us and where Zuckerberg tries to destroy us and all that. If you didn't like this. Zuckerberg? Yeah, I I think I did. Yeah, you did. did. Anyway, that's good, though. That way we won't get uh, shadow banned. Now I'm going to take a chip. Go ahead. He forfeited the rights to his names when he shadow banned everything. (laughs) Oh, shadow banned again. Unrelated, I want to take a moment and let you know all the platforms we're on. Nice. <laughs> anyway, that's it. I got nothing for you guys. Love you. Last week's episode, if you didn't watch it, it was a great episode. Go check it out. So was this week's episode. So is every episode we're going to come out and do. Yep. Because you guys give us great questions and topics to talk yes. about. We love you. Appreciate you. If you haven't liked the page of the church that sponsors this show, that could be a great way to help us too. The Remnant Church, excuse me, of Whitley County. Yes. On every other excuse me, platform in the world, including podcast if you type that church in it's gonna have this beautiful fancy r go follow and like that it helps us out hey we love you guys but most importantly listen god loves you when you put your faith in jesus christ listen to me this is so important you are free whom the son sets free is free indeed you are free you are not under bondage you are not under sin you are not under someone else's opinion of your salvation it is secure because of christ uh you can rest in that and you can live free and not we're not to live in fear and shame and doubt and worry and bondage and all those things so wherever you're doing today just know that you are loved if you've put your faith in christ that you are loved so deeply by god and that he loves you as much as he loves christ that's what it is to be a co-heir um and if you don't know god but you're listening i want you to know this god loves you so much that right now in this moment he is reaching out to you and giving you the opportunity to step into his house and to be who you were meant to be. And I think deep down you know that all the things you've been running to to try to find life aren't working. And that's because he's the only one that can give you purpose because he's the one that made you. So take that opportunity today um, to confess your sin. It just means admit your need for a Savior Mm -hmm. and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you do that, um, your entire life's going to change, and you're forever saved and held on to, and he'll never let you go. Jesus said that. If you need help doing that, you can reach out to us anytime, even using the link at www.theremedy.live slash real-talk. Click that. Give us your contact info. We'll get a hold of you. We'd love to pray with you. Other than that, have a great day, great week, and God bless you.